Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and this is episode number 113, uh, Idioms and Beliefs that uh, Reveal... Idioms and um, Beliefs that Reveal Disbelief in Free Will. All right. Um, Nick isn't here today because, like, there's a storm coming, and he lives in Manhattan, and he wasn't able to get here. So he'll be here, hopefully, um, two or three tapings after now, anyway. All right, let's start. Um, When we say we have a free will, we mean that everything is up to us. Nothing that's not in our control is making us do whatever we do. (laughs) The reality is that, like, nothing is up to us, like, because everything has a cause, and there's a cause to all of our decisions. That means the causes regress back to before we were born. So what happens before we were born is making us do what we do now. Another way of understanding it is that like we have a conscious mind and our conscious mind is pretty much just aware of what's happening momentarily. And by definition it doesn't have access to the unconscious mind. We can't like consciously sift through the unconscious. That's kind of why they call the unconscious. And so because of that that means all of our um, <clears throat> memories, data, everything we, we base our decisions on is in the unconscious <coughs> because, um, because, you know, again, our consciousness is just momentary awareness. So, um, <coughs> so because of that, if all the data that we're basing a decision on is in our unconscious, then all of our decisions have to be at the level of the unconscious because that's the only part of our mind that can access the data. All right. Anyway, and the reason this show is, like, important, it's because, like, the world is completely deluded about who we are as people, you know. You know, the, the first fundamental fact of existence, human existence, is we exist. The second fundamental fact is we do things. We things things and say things and all that. And if we get the second fundamental fact completely wrong, <laughs> it's no wonder what the world has as many problems as it has. All right. So, so this this show is about. Um, so basically, yeah. So like you know, and this is the biggest thing ever. I you know, the the beginning of this show has a quote by Einstein. Before that, we had a quote by this philosopher John Searle. He says that like, you know, the world understanding the free will is an illusion would be a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Galileo or Newton or Darwin. It would alter our whole conception of our relation with the universe. And he's right. You know, this is huge. All right. So, again, the show is like idioms and beliefs that reveal disbelief in free will. And this is like that, you know, basically we, as a society, as a world, we tend to believe in free will. But there are some things that we say to ourselves, to each other, some beliefs that we have that actually reveal that we don't really, you know, that we actually understand that we don't have a free will. So I'm going to go through a list of them and, and just like, you know, describe why they, they they do this. All right. So the first one is like, you know, you know, when somebody does something like a kid or, you know, they do something wrong, right? And in their defense, you know, their parent or a friend or somebody will say, well, you know, they were they were doing the best they could. You know, he was doing the best he could. She was doing the best she could. Think about it. We all we all we always just do the best we can. I mean, that's how what else can we do? 
And that 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 kind of like just makes you realize that yeah, it's like we can only ever do the best we can. I mean, if we're if we're if we're not as moral as we would want, you know, um, it's not up to us. Saint Paul, writing, <coughs> addressing the Romans, um, seven fifteen. He says like, you know, I want to do what's right, but sometimes I feel I can't. I actually do what I hate. So he got it. You know, it's like, you know, if, it, if we had a free will, <coughs> we could always do what was right. It would be completely up to us. Okay. The second one is like, um, it's an expression in Spanish. It's called, que será, será. Uh, what, what will be, will be. This was like a song by Doris Day back in the 50s, too. And it's like, you know, you know, we, we can't, you know, we don't know the future, right? What, what's going to happen is going to happen. Is this, this applies to our thoughts also. I don't know what I'm going to be saying like a minute from now or what's going to be happening an hour from now or whatever. The reason we don't know this stuff is because, like, it's not up to us. We can't predict it. Um, this, this relates to, like, you know, I think in the song it says, you know, um, what, you know what, I, what will I do? Will, will I be rich? Whatever. And we can't decide these things. I mean, we, we make efforts that are actually predetermined for us anyhow. But, but the future is really just like, it's, the future is not ours to see. Okay. Um, there's a Yiddish expression that says, man plans and God laughs. And this is another, you know, like in, in Judaism, in Judaism, like the, the rabbis pretty much understand that free will is an illusion. I mean, I was watching one, this rabbi knew from a um, synagogue in Canada. He got it. He spent an hour kind of like explaining why free will is impossible. One reason of which is that, that, like, well, if God is omnipotent, well, God has the only power. You know, if God doesn't want you to do something, you're not going to do it. So, um, But notwithstanding that, somebody, it's not in the Bible, you know. There, there's nowhere in the Bible that says we have free will. And in, in Christianity, it actually rose um, with St. Augustine. And there was a guy before him, actually, that, that raised it. But um, Augustine coined the term free will around 380 A.D. And the reason he kind of like said we had a free will is because like, well, we do stuff that's wrong and God is all good because that's a basic Jewish Christian premise. And so like if we do stuff wrong, it's got to be our fault. <laughs> and, you know, they could have blamed Satan. <laughs> you know, Satan's the one who tempted Adam and Eve, you know. But but anyway, so like so, Rabbi knew, and these you know Jewish rabbis that get that we don't have a free will, you know, and nonetheless they teach that we do have a free will because it's you know it's part of Torah, it's part of the the thing. But so the idea of man plans, God laughs, you know, like it just reflects the the idea that we we make you know we plan a lot of things, we plan to do things, say things, feel certain things, just. You know, we plan stuff, and then that's why we hope. That's why we pray. <laughs> if things were up to us, if what we could do or not do, whatever was truly up to us, we wouldn't have to hope. We wouldn't have to pray. We'd just, like, whatever we want to be, you know, that would be in our power. I mean, we can't fly, whatever. But our thoughts and all that, if we wanted to have certain thoughts, th certain feelings, we would just will them. So, <laughs> that all right, so man plans, God laughs. 
Okay, another one. He was born that way. This, um, this I guess, replies to when people do things wrong also, you know, <laughs> explaining um, different idiosyncrasies that we have, different characteristics, you know, like... Um, actually, it also applies to, like, you know, athletes sometimes. You know, they have this natural talent, and it's natural. It's like, you know, they were born that way. They just, you know, a lot of times you develop athletic ability or, you know, musical ability or whatever. But a lot of times there's, there's an inborn talent. And so, yeah, whenever we say, you know, you know I was born that way, they, people were born that way, we don't, you know, we don't decide... <laughs> At least to the best of our knowledge, we don't decide how we're going to be born, what characteristics we're going to have, where we're going to live, who's going to raise us, all this stuff. And especially we don't decide our genetics. You know, genetics kind of like accounts for about 50% of our um, personality. And so if you've got 50% of who we are, our basic character formed by these biological hereditary components... I mean, it's easy under, to understand why we don't have free will, will. I mean, you know, it's like we're hardwired, for example, to seek pleasure and avoid pain. We're hardwired to, to be moral. You know, a lot of times we get more morality wrong, but whenever we're doing something at the time we're doing it, we always think we're doing the right thing. Okay, another one. This is another one. You know, a lot of these are used to excuse um, or explain bad behavior, you know, because like, and, and it, cause it's kind of like a way to, for us to for, forgive ourselves, because like, you know, we know that we weren't born or made perfect, we're, we know, like, religion teaches us that we're, like, born sinners and all, so, you know, we have to kind of, like, explain why, you know, why we do wrong when we do wrong, so this one goes, um, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. This is like when some kid, some kid does something wrong. Uh, let's say he plays hooky from school or something. Um, you know, people are trying to explain, you know, how is he like that? How is he like that? And then people will remember that his father or something was just the same way, you know. And, you know, naturally when a father raises a kid, that kid is going to resemble the father, the parent, in, in a lot of ways. I mean, like, because if you're conditioning, if you're raising a kid, you're conditioning a kid. You know, like, basically, it's pretty hard for a kid to to circumvent um, the parent's conditioning. So anyway, yeah, the, the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. It's like, if our per parents are a certain way, and this doesn't just apply to conditioning, this is also a matter of genetics. If our parents have certain genes, we're going to have those genes too. So, um, so because, because we're our, our parents' children, we will ultimately be very much like them in a lot of ways. Okay. The next one is a, um, is a quote by Shakespeare that I think is in Hamlet. I think it's in Hamlet. I'm not sure. And I think Hamlet says, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players, okay? And this is the way it is, you know, like we don't get to decide anything. It's like, it's like we're in this play and, you know, like it, when, when an actor's in a play, they get to actually interpret their role to a certain extent, you know? They have some leeway into how, the, how they're going to say their lines or, or act their role. But, but in this play that we call reality or life, Absolutely nothing is up to us. I mean, every single minute 
movement we make, every syllable we say, every thought we have, every expression we make is completely determined. Nothing is up to us. And again, the reason for that is that like everything has a cause. <clears throat> if we're going to say something in a certain way, there's a cause to it. And then there's a cause to that cause, and a cause to that cause. And these causes are going to go back in time, you know, because a cause can never, like, come after the effect. A cause always has to come before the effect. So, like, you have the cause. Cause of your, any decision you make happening, let's say, a moment before the decision. It could be, like, see, like, in terms of a brain state. Your brain is in one state when you make the decision. It was in a different state when, you know, before the decision. It was in a dif different state the moment before that, and moment by moment, you can carry this chain of cause and effect. And ultimately, you know, the, this chain of cause and effect, it, it doesn't stop. I mean, it goes back to before you were born, before the plant was created. I mean, when, when it comes to the Big Bang, you know, we have to acknowledge, we don't know what happened before the Big Bang, but, like, we know that everything that's happening today in 2013 was the direct causal result of the Big Bang, you know, the, the Big Bang event that, that created the universe. Okay, so every, all the world's a stage. Um, another expression we use sometimes is, you know, she couldn't help herself. You know, that's, I mean, this is another, these are all just like ways of saying the same thing. You know, she couldn't help herself. She just like, she's, she's late all the time. She's never on time. Sometimes she doesn't even get there. She can't help herself. That's the way she is. That's the way she was born. Um... And, you know, that tells you. And, and we, again, we use these expressions, these idioms, to explain our behavior, to, to kind of like, to get us off the hook, really. You know, because ultimately, a lot of times, when let's say when people are in, embroiled in, a, in an argument, in a fight, or, you know, whatever, and there's cr recriminations back and forth and all, and ultimately, one or both people figure, you know, like, this person, you know, that's the way they are. That's the way they are, and they're, they're not going to change. That you know, or that's it's not. No, it, it's not to say that we can't change. It's just like the when we are whatever way we are, that is the way we are. We can't help but be as we are, you know, moment to moment. Again, it doesn't mean we can't change because we can change, but it's not like we can decide at any moment to be completely different from how we are. I mean, like a lot of times change takes time. And the other part of this is that like when we do change, it's not up to us. I mean, if we want to be, let's see, ha let's say happier or, you know, we, ha we want to develop certain qualities, certain abilities, sometimes we succeed, sometimes we don't. And, w you know, when we succeed, it's not up to us. We were lucky, you know, because, like, again, if, if, we, if we had a free will, we could be the person we wanted to be all the time. There would be nothing to prevent us from being exactly how we wanted to be because that's what a free will would, would give us. Okay. Here's another one that, that, um, that comes as kind of like a, a way of, like, getting us off the hook when we do other people off the hook when they do things. And this, this one applies to a lot, a lot of times you, um, you know, people in less fortunate circumstances will, will do certain things. I, I just saw the, the movie Les Miserables over the holidays. And, you know, the, the um, Jean Valjean, he gets um, 
gets arrested and put in jail for five years for stealing a loaf of bread, you know, and <clears throat> basically, you know, his poverty or he's trying to like feed his sister's um, child, you know, sometimes our conditions, our situations kind of like lead us to, to behave in certain ways. And, and this this expression says, um, you know, walk a mile in his shoes, just like be in his experience, understand his circumstances, what he's went through, what he's going through, you know, his, the things that he's facing, and you can understand why he did whatever he did. This applies to everything. You know, like a lot of times we tend to judge people, you know, they are like bad, they're wrong, they're evil. And, you know, ultimately, you know, as Sam Harris actually says in his book, um, Free Will, um, if we were... If we gene for gene, particle for particle, atom for atom, if we had, if we were that same person that we're judging, we would be that person. We would do exactly what they did in, in those circumstances. So again, walk a mile in his shoes means that, like, you know, rather than judging others, condemning others because they. Um, they do things that you think you wouldn't do. You know, it's the idea that when you remember that if you were in their circumstances and had their experiences and had their genes, you would do exactly what what, what they did, what they do. Okay, now we're going to go to the um, more theological um, explanations. Thank God. Thank God. We thank God. I mean, when things, when things go right, thank God. Thank goodness. Why do we thank God? Well, because the idea is that um, we know that um, we're taught that when, when good things happen, it's because God makes them happen. You know, God is good and God is blessing us by having these good things happen. You know, so we thank God. Um... Now, you know, there's a kind of like an irony there because like a lot of times when things go wrong, it's like we don't blame God. We should, you know, if we're thanking God for the good stuff, then we should be blaming God for the, the bad stuff. And I, I actually try not to blame God because like I don't like to blame anyone for anything. And so then we're like, you know, I mean, this world is like, you know, can't really joke about this, but it's got a lot of problems you know, um, poverty, the way we treat animals, uh, just a lot of lot of really wrong things that happen. And the only way I can get out of blaming God, because God conceivably created everything, you know, everything was up to him, how, how things happen, whatever. And the, the only way I could, you know, absolve God is like to say that, well, God can't be perfect. You know, we, we, we have an idea of God as being <clears throat> omnibenevolent, all-good, all-knowing, omniscient, all-powerful, omnipotent. But, you know, if there is evil in the world, for example, he can't be either all-powerful or all-good because either either one of those prospects would refute um, that. Okay. So anyway, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> the next one... Um, there, uh, this one, this one is again to kind of like explain um, misfortune to like somebody, 
somebody um well it, it, it explains like things like poverty sometimes things like unfortunate situations um a lot of times we'll tend to kind of like um condemn or criticize a person for being in a certain situation and this expression kind of like shows that you know we kind of intuitively understand that there's circumstances enough to them that the the expression is there but for the grace of god go i we realize, you know, if we were, this is the same as like walk a mile in, in, in a man's shoes. If we were in a certain situation based, you know, facing the circumstances that others face, we would, you know, in this case, you know, a lot of times it's about doing something that's, that's wrong or being, you know, being um, in unfortunate circumstances. But, you know, there but for the grace of God go I. I mean, whenever we do good, our fortunate circumstances aren't up to us. We're lucky. We're, we're simply lucky. And that's important because to the extent that we understand that we're lucky when things go well, we don't become arrogant. We don't become boastful. We don't think we're better than others, you know, because arrogance is such an, oh, it's such a hateful trait. It's like, you know, people thinking they're, they're better than other people, you know. Um, you can't think that thought without believing in free will because when, when you believe in, when you don't believe in free will, you understand that, like, all right, some people have, you know, some people are faster at running, some people are better at music, some people can talk better, some people can sing better, some people can, you know, do math better, whatever. But we don't get to choose any of that. You know, it's like, again, we're like puppets. We're like, remember when you were a little kid, um, you're playing with like soldiers, or if you're a woman, girl, playing with like dolls, Ken and Barbie and stuff, and you made these little characters, you know, do whatever they did. That's what we are. We're the little characters, and God is just playing. And I don't know why he does this. I guess like being God. See, God, you know, by definition is like one. There's one God. There's one reality, one universe. And so who knows? Maybe like, and, and, and God is eternal. I mean, <laughs> the universe is like 13.7 billion years old, but like, you know, conceivably reality is much older than that it's eternal i mean it's zillions and zillions of light years old whatever and so like you think that well god being one you know with all that time you know what are you going to do so i guess he creates worlds i don't know and and he can't help but make us do what we do because of causality that's that's you know so anyway okay there but for the grace of god go i um the 13th one is um our belief is, as I said before, that God is omnipotent. God is all-powerful. If God is all-powerful, that means that God is the only power. And some people say, well, God's all-powerful, so he can do whatever he wants, and that means he can grant us a free will to override his power. I don't know. It's kind of like saying that, like, you know, God could create a boulder so heavy that even he couldn't lift you know there's that question you know can god create a, a rock that's so heavy that he can't lift well if he can't then he's not all powerful and if he can then he's not all powerful because he can't lift the rock so that's you know and this this is kind of like explains the paradox the 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 incongruity i guess of, of, of the, the concept of, of all power or whatever but anyway our belief is like god is all powerful and in a certain sense it's true because like you know, if God created the world, 
and God created the world at the very beginning, whether it was, you know, theological or scientific, whatever, your, your description. You know, if God created the world, God is the first cause. And I know, you know, scientifically, first cause doesn't really, you know, nothing can be cause of sweet, can be the cause of itself, whatever. But, you know, if God is theoretically, in principle, the first cause, then he originates the, the chain of cause and effect that leads to everything. Okay, so God is all-powerful. We're running out of time. We've got a couple, one more. God is omniscient. Okay, this, like, we, we, that's one of our beliefs. We hold that God knows everything. Now, think about this. If God knew a billion years ago what is going to happen today, and he had to because that's part of knowing everything, you can't do what God didn't know you were going to do. And if God knew you were going to do what you're doing today, it's not up to you because God already knew a billion years ago what you were going to do. And if he couldn't have known a billion years ago what you were going to do unless he made it happen, you know, because you weren't around a billion years ago. Um, some people say, well, you can decide on your own that God just knows or he doesn't control. It doesn't make sense, you know. If God knows that you're going to be in a certain way, if you're going to do a certain thing, think, think a certain thing, whatever, you can't but do what God knows. Okay, so the, what, this is the list. So this is, this is pretty good. Um, idioms and beliefs that reveal disbelief and free will. So ideas like, yeah, we ostensibly, you know, as, as a world, hold on to this belief that we have free will because it makes us feel good. And this isn't up to us either, you know. This delusion of free will, we didn't choose it, you know. And now, for whatever reason, the universe is causing us to overcome it. We're not choosing that either, freely. But this, you know, again, this show shows that um, that while we, you know, hold this belief in free will, a lot of our expressions that deal with forgiveness, deal with compassion, deal with understanding, deal with getting along as a society with other people and all, just understand that now we're just like, you know, we are propelled, compelled by forces beyond our control. We can't be who we want to be, do what we want to do, all that. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, this show is on every Thursday here in White Plains, um, 9 o'clock, every Wednesday here in White Plains, 730. It's on a lot in Manhattan on Wednesdays at 11 o'clock on Manhattan's MNN channel 56 time warner and um then we've got a meetup that meets in manhattan the first um week of every month every first saturday and i just started another meetup here in white plains it's called uh outgrowing the free will fairy tale all right so that's all we have time for and check out the website exploring illusion of free will causal consciousness.com that's all we have time for i'll see you again next time on exploring illusion of free will thanks for watching